Welcome back to Country Cold Cans. I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker Andy, PK Kyle, and Classic Rock Carter. Make sure to go follow us on all these social media channels. At this point, you know what they are. Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, the TikTok, face, Facebook. I said that, but just follow us there, too. Um, do it check twice. Out the, do it twice. Click unlike, then click like again. Um, give us five stars and a great review anywhere where you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon, Stitcher, where, what have you. We're available almost everywhere. So give us five stars, a great review, and share it with your friends. Check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com. I've been hearing from some of our staff writers that uh, they're going to be having a couple articles coming up in the next couple weeks. Uh, I know that Ken Jen is putting together some ACC win totals for you. So uh, keep an eye out for that. All right, fellas. Uh, the rundown for the day, we've got a, uh, six pack song roundup. We've got some news out of sports entertainment world, some big news, um, that Carter, I'm, I'm sure, uh, will have a little bit for us on that. And then also we're going to close things out with bringing the segment back a, uh, classic rock Carter reads shitty pop country. And it's going to be a Walker Hayes song. Y'all life. Don't know if y'all <laughs> heard of it, but I have not You've never heard the song? Nope. Perfect. I've never heard this song before, but uh, I, I've I've pulled up the lyrics and literally just reading the first line. I'm already loathing this song. Yeah, it's. I've only heard it all the way through once, and I've heard part of it a second time. It's. I try to if if I come in contact with it, I try to be able to skip it and or leave the location in which it is playing, and immediately <laughs> find hand sanitizer. And just squirted it, <laughs> squirted in my ears. Just, just rubbed yourself down with it, just because you feel dirty. <laughs> exactly. Walker Hayes has put he puts out some awful, awful music. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't think of a single song of his that isn't bad. There are some that are uh, less bad, but they're well, all yeah, bad. Well, you know, he did have the uh, Applebee song, which was yeah. um, world renowned. I was about to say I don't I don't know what your uh, you're helping his case much with that. It's yeah I'm not helping it, but you know this world renowned, you know. Um, it's very honestly, famous. I that, honestly, I think that's about all you can really say for him at this point is that he did the Applebee's song. Good for him. <laughs> Thank he you, Carter. T- he did yeah. some TikTok dances <laughs> with his daughter. Thank yeah, thank you, Carter, for saving me. <laughs> I'm hanging myself from a little hanging fruit. So thank you. <laughs> hey, all I can say is good for him for making money off of a shit song. I mean, I'm not above it. I might would do it too. Make it when you can. I mean, I ain't going to fault nobody for making money, but no, God, yeah, this yeah, is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I can't think of much that he's done well. So either way, it, um, it's cringe. It's very marketing. Strange. Marketing. He has done marketing well. No, that's that's all it is. Like he makes every song sounds like it is meant to be a dance for a TikTok craze. I don't like TikTok. You okay? Here we here we go with this again. Mm. You and mm. Kyle both say you don't like TikTok. I can't even pronounce it. But you guys watch all of the TikToks when they hit reels the next day, and you get caught up uh, watching those things. So I don't. It's very common. Just like you're I don't watch in, reels. Just like you're never on Instagram, and then every time I'm on there, Andy is active. <laughs> no, I use Instagram. I don't use anything I, but Instagram. I, I plead the fifth. 
Kyle doesn't knows he watches reels. <laughs> he I, I sends me fifth. reels. <laughs> yeah, I played the fifth, you know. Um, I just don't want to download TikTok. TikTok because oh, no, don't I, download it if you don't have it. But if you have it, yeah. make sure you follow Country and Cold Cans. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as the reels go, yeah, I'm um, I'll go down a rabbit hole real fast, <laughs> and I might be you know two or three days late, but you know better Mark Zuckerberg than the uh, Chinese government. Yeah, I mean, but there is like a a trajectory of where things on social media start. Like Reddit has all the memes first. I'm not on Reddit, but I have friends who are. Then it hits Twitter next, and that's where I see it. Then eventually it hits Instagram a day or two later. And then about two weeks later, our parents and grandparents are sharing it on Facebook. And we're like, have you seen this (laughs) Mimi? Mimi. Have you seen that May May? But that's generally about like the timeline of where these things hit the uh, social media universe, if you will. Have you seen that thing with Walker Hayes and his daughter doing the dance for Applebee's? I'm sure they've probably made a gif of of him doing that at some point. It's a gif. It is not yeah, a, it's a gif. gif. It's it a is gif. It's a fucking it, peanut butter. No, it's a gif, Carter. The, the I don't fountain, care what the, the man that called made- it. Nope, the man that made it caught it a gif, so it is a gif. The man that made it is gone. I'll call it whatever I want to call it. The man that made it had no grasp of phonetics of the English language. That's irrelevant. What was his name? It's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna use him as a reference point, but you don't even know his name. I don't know his name. That's a good one, Andy. His name is Jeff, like Jeffrey, you know, the butler. That starts with a G. His name is Geth. Hmm. Hmm. So what you're saying is essentially if you were some middle-aged explorer and they want to say it's, I don't know. Uh, I'm wondering where you're going with this. They wanted to call it, they wanted to call it Florida. We would call it Florida. No, it's Florida. I love Florida. I think he has a hit about once every 10 years. So Florida. Kyle, you just said though, he's saying if the guy wants to call it some weird name, we're still going to call it Florida. No, if the guy wants to call it GIF, we're going to still call it GIF. Kyle stands for chaos and he doesn't believe in order in society where we have rules about how we pronounce things. He wants to be unbridled chaos to where we can just pronounce any word haphazardly, willy nilly, however we want. No, I just, I'm saying if we're going to do it. All right, Kielly. No, I'm saying. That's your name now. Chaos starts with a C, not a K. But um, (laughs) I'm saying if. Well, you can't tell me how to pronounce words. No. no. <laughs> if the guy that listen to Kelly, if he if he if he insisted that we name it Florida, being the phonetic word, um, and then you know everyone was like, no, then I would support your argument. But the phonetics doesn't go with that. He called it Florida. He called it Florida, right. and then we all just say, Florida. If you stay so, Kylie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we are just putting uh, emphasis on the e and the n since there are no rules for pronunciation anymore. No, it's gif, gif, yeah. whatever it is. Uh, whatever you, uh, you yeah, just said, gif. gif. See, Freudian it's slip. He GIF. knows we're right. I, I've it's always GIF. called it a gif. Just because you've always done something, don't make it right. Mm. 
Why'd you like mm, peanut butter so much? I don't know. I don't know about that. It's always been sex a certain way, and it's always been right. <laughs> oh uh, man! No, I'm just playing. All right. Well, that's. It, I think I've been doing it wrong. You know. And either way. <laughs> Speaking of GIFs, the correct way to pronounce it, um, I've been seeing some hilarious. Can you you cite a source? Me. Okay. English language. English. Uh, My first grade teacher who taught me how letters work. Mm. Mrs. Mrs. Wallet. Phonetics. Mm. What about phonetics makes it RG? I'm curious. Andy said hooked on phonics. What about it makes it a hard G? Because that's the way the G sound makes is G when it's at the beginning of a word. Not true because Jared, no, no, not true. It can be a Jared, J. Jared is with a J. No, it can be a number of different. I said words. at the beginning of a word, a G can make the J sound like tragic. If it's in the center of a word or toward like, but it's a, it's a guh sound at the beginning. Mm, I disagree. It's a gif. Hey, wait, I bet you this guy's from, uh, that somewhere that's that not stupid, America. That yes. That stupid country, England, you know, they spell Jeff funny over there. Yeah. J O E F F. Yep. Yep. And that's not how they spell it. This is American G, English. Yeah. This is American. I mean, they didn't invent the language. Yeah, but they it. also American. they also put a U in the word color. So if you want to do that, you need to start writing your words different. Yeah. You want to speak English? We speak American. We speak American. All right, just, so, just so we know, <laughs> just so we know, the Oxford English Dictionary pronounced, uh, recognizes it both pronounced GIF and GIF. Well, it's GIF and England, and it's GIF in America. Right. All right, mm-hmm. so I actually had I decided to uh, look up who the hell invented the damn thing. <laughs> this guy by the name of Steve Wilhite. Mm-hmm. He's from Ohio. That's not American. A place. It's American. Hey, that's essentially the enema. Actually, of America, I, I'm, so. I'm a fan of Ohio. So that guy they, probably they, yeah, for England. And we have we have Ohio, and so listen to this podcast. So I'm a fan of yeah. Ohio. We I know. I know. I know what he's going to cite because he's going to cite against me. So, yeah, take it. <laughs> Either way, I've been seeing some pretty funny gifts regarding the new head of creative for WWE lately playing the long game. It showed something from like 1999 Carter of Triple H and Stephanie standing over top of a bloodied Mr. McMahon laying in the ring. <laughs> I hear we have some. Uh, earth-shattering news in the world of pro wrestling slash sports entertainment, whatever you choose to call it. Ah, man. The unthinkable has happened. Hell is frozen over, and Vince McMahon has retired as the CEO of WWE as the head of creative. He's retired entirely from the WWE. Something something that is 77. He's 77 years old. Um, he's but, in better shape than all of us. <laughs> like this is yeah. something you can we can you can ask Logan. This is something that most wrestling fans who've been watching it for any period of time thought Vince was going to die. The CEO of WWE. I thought he was going to die in the in the uh, gorilla position at um at, at WWE Monday Night Raw one night. Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought that's how gonna, he was going to go out. 
it's either going to be that or he was going to be face down at his desk in Titan Towers right beside his big T-Rex skull on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's crazy uh, to think that he's not going to be there. But Carter, uh, tell them how his uh, announcement of his retirement was. Oh, God, his 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 tweet that was like way out of character and was like, I'm 77 year old years old now. Guess it's time for me to hang it up. Hashtag thankful. (laughs) And everyone was like, you got hacked, didn't you? (laughs) No, not long after that, they announced on their corporate website that Vince McMahon retired immediately. And uh, that's, it's crazy to me, but because, but I mean, at the same time, I've, I've not been on in a while. I've not been on since this all started about a month ago when the Wall Street Journal put out the article saying that uh, WWE had been spending, and specifically Vince McMahon had been spending millions and millions of dollars for the past 15, 20 years on hush money for women who were apparently being used as for sex, essentially, mostly for events. Other members of uh, WWE corporate were involved. But um, it came out since then that some were wrestlers for the company. One was a secretary who literally was on the payroll, but according to the article, did nothing really except be passed from corporate member to corporate member for sexual favors. Um, which was funny because when that all came out, it then came out immediately after that, Vince started showing up on TV, which if you don't know, Vince McMahon has not been showing up on TV much these past 10 years, five, six, seven. Yeah. Let's say 10 years. He hadn't showed up much since he got old and he's gotten wrinkly and he's had like a facelift and he doesn't really look like Vince McMahon anymore. So this is Unrelated to the fact that Tori Wilson had a birthday this week. Um, Tori is 46. Yes, she's very, yes, and she's very attractive for her age. But, um, unrelated that again. Yeah, uh, very unrelated. Tweet. Yeah, very unrelated. Uh, okay, unrelated. Um, Tori Wilson was one of my favorite divas from that uh, ruthless aggression era. Mm-hmm. Her From Sable, Trish, Don Marie, Stacy Keebler. They've done. They uh, some people have gone back and kind of tried to figure out who the women are. No one's been named yet. Uh, some people have tried to line up the dates. Which, so unrelated. Uh, unrelated. Unrelated. Yes, unrelated. Okay. okay. Sadly. Okay. Um, uh, it, it came out. Not long after the Wall Street Journal articles hit, or the first one hit, Vince started showing up on TV and he started coming out on Raw and being like, ah, Monday Night Raw, United Families, we're here for, we're here to do entertainment for you, and we have for 50 years, ah. And apparently he came back to the back, he, he walked into the, gorilla, into the gorilla position and yelled, fuck them, as loud as he could. Nice. Um, so what's really interesting about that is knowing what we know about Vince McMahon, you you have to realize that Vince McMahon is somebody that no matter what the world throws at him, Vince McMahon, he's definitely, it's like water, it's like water off a duck's back to Vince McMahon. Vince doesn't care. This is a man who literally like 
got sued by the federal government for a steroid trial in the early 90s. Well, he did attend the Harvard of the South. <laughs> yes. And like, <laughs> there's right everyone wondering, Biden Kyle's from, referencing East Carolina. Harvard of the South, as he said. So as, as, he, as, uh, as Vince mentioned on an episode of Raw, ah, yes, yeah. from Pioneer, North Carolina, the birthplace of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> Harvard of the uh, South. I mean, but Carter, you're right. He has got no, if, if you tend to believe the accusations of like the steroid stuff, um, which I mean, I'm inclined to think that, yeah, I mean, he was facilitating things, but I mean, he's gotten away with a lot. He's been like Teflon and let's call mm-hmm. a spade a spade. This is down. just another example of how the wrestling journalists are all shills and fanboys. Dave Meltzer sucks. And you know what? They, they were never really going to go after him hard. It, but the first time the Wall Street Journal kind of comes after him, he's he suddenly says, hey, it's I'm 77. It's time for me to get out. Well, that's the interesting thing here to me. The interesting thing here to me is that he had the federal government come after him and he fought that off and he's you know he's prayed it he has used that as a badge of honor for the past 20 something years he, he loves law, to say he, he loves to say i took on the federal government and won i took down ted turner uh fact check true past, fact check true he got past yeah. a sex scandal in 2006 where a massage parlor uh <laughs> woman like too. came after <laughs> and tried to sue him <laughs> I mean, and that's like it's like into the freaking ground. By well, that's Jerry what McDevitt. Bob Kraft did too. I mean, and Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson <laughs> like, is a whole other situation. From <laughs> like Bob Kraft went into like a what they call a rub and tug, and he uh, took advantage of their services. That is illegal and immoral, yes. But what Deshaun Watson's done is a whole different thing. And it's it way worse. Like it looks like he's beat it. I mean. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get, what, six games? <laughs> it looks like he's beat it. Six games. Yeah, yeah. Six to eight, maybe. I don't even think eight. They were saying like four to six game suspension. <laughs> yeah, he's going to appeal down to four to six. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, I don't know. So, my big thing here, and the point I'm trying to get at, is that Vince has always, no matter what's been thrown at him, Vince has always been like, ah, I'm Vince McMahon, damn it. I can do anything. And he was acting that way to begin with. And now all of a sudden, this last week comes around and he's retiring. Yep. Out of nowhere. Effective immediately. Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan are co-CEOs right now. What about Shane McMahon? Shane is out of the business entirely right now and they don't Again. expect him to come back. Um, apparently, word has it that Stephanie and him are not on good terms. Uh, Shane was around at the 2022 Royal Rumble this earlier this year and apparently was in charge of booking it and apparently did such a god-awful job that Vince apparently said, as long as I'm up running this company, Shane will never have anything to do with it ever again. So can we relate this to the um, Dan Snyder situation where it's, we just want to put a woman in charge because I got a lot of baggage? No, Stephanie actually is a good choice. Okay. Yes. This isn't, this isn't a this isn't a checkbox situation. No. This this is not nepotism. This is a no. woman who okay. maybe started with. Actually, I can't even say she started in nepotism because literally from the time she was a teenager, Vince had her doing like odd jobs in WWE. Yeah. She was like 
hauling merchandise around. Stephanie McMahon is very well suited for this role. And then on the flip side, and then we'll kind of wrap it up with this, Carter. I know that you probably think this, and so I want to get your thoughts on this. Now that uh, Stephanie's husband is Triple H, Triple H has been reinstated back to his previous role, and now he's head of all creative. Um, What is your take on how that's going to affect the product moving forward? I can't tell right now. Um, like as we're as we're doing this podcast, Raw is happening right now. Um, the first Raw with Triple H as head of creative. Um, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh my God, NXT! Good NXT is coming back!" And I'm like, "Probably not." It's going to take a while before we see like legitimate changes because I mean, SummerSlams this Saturday. Yeah. Everything's already booked for it. It's going to take a while before. It, people really the changes get rolling yeah it's I mean, not gonna be immediate be some good changes it's not gonna be immediate. there might be some good changes be, but if, yeah. logan if we paul go back world champion logan paul signed Who? a contract with him yeah logan yeah. paul apparent i i looked the logan. right on twitter before we started apparently raw opened with a brawl between logan paul and the miz so there we go. hey you know whatever um maybe we might see more of a uh, like back to storylines and some more aggressive wrestling, maybe more of a Stone Cold coming back. Stone Cold just no, Stone last Cold match. is not coming back. Damn, don't care. He's like a sixty-something man, of course you don't. Randy Orton's injured right now, so. Uh, but my main thing that I've been contemplating is Vince McMahon has always looked at all this stuff and thought he's invincible. What is coming? That's in his name. What? What is? <laughs> what have these Wall Street Journal reporters found that scared Vince McMahon? That scared the WWE into putting him into retirement? I don't think that it's anything that's going to really affect him at all from a legal perspective. He may have to pay some money. I think that's all. That's now today, but today they that, did find. But I think the reason he stepped down is because they it's a publicly traded company and they're worried about the bottom line from a fallout because. It yep. isn't 1991 with the steroid trial anymore. Yes, exactly. That's what I think it is. I don't think he's a going lot, to a lot of prison people have already. A lot of people have already said like this is probably going to really badly affect their sponsors. Yeah, um, that's all your Hasbro's, your Snickers, you know, all the companies that throw money at them and want them to be a family friendly product. You don't really look like a family friendly product when your uh, yeah. CEO is throwing around millions of dollars of hush money for uh, sex. That's not me just saying that I think he's innocent because I'm not saying that because I honestly don't know anything about it. But I don't think that he's going to go to prison. I just think he, that this is a this is a business move from the. the no, board. he won't go to prison solely because yeah. he's a rich old dude. He's got a lot of money. Rich old people. It, it also depends on. It also depends on. There are a lot of technicalities with these things too, Carter. This isn't this. If from what I can gather, this isn't necessarily the same as going to the street corner and giving a prostitute a hundred dollars. No, it absolutely is. You know what I mean? Like from a moral perspective, yes, it is. But from a legal perspective, there are there's a reason NDAs are involved, and uh, you'll be surprised how common amongst rich people these things are, and they're it wouldn't continue without these people being rounded up. If there wasn't a, um, they did the, the path hadn't already been paved for them to act as deviants. Now, uh, I will just end here because this is a thing that was uncovered earlier today. Um, uh, quoting here from, uh, Brandon Thurston on Twitter, who is a 
uh, sports entertainment journalist. Uh, WWE's 8K states the company found 14.6 million in payments by Vince McMahon that should have been recorded as company expenses, and WWE will have to reissue financial statements from 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022. First quarter of 2022. So uh, that could get into um, what is the term there? Is it fraud? I don't know. That, Not a lot. Is that fraud? Only what prevalent is bird law. That would be SEC. 8K is SEC. What was it? I saw somebody call it. I'm terrible at stuff like this. Tax evasion. Yeah, it's fraud, essentially. It's fraud, and apparently the unrecorded expenses have been all the way back to 2006. Um, so that could possibly face a criminal indictment, but we'll see. I, I'm not, I'm not any sort of, you know, yeah. but if you know anything I, about big companies like that, there's going to be a fall guy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, John, John Laurinaitis has already been fired. So, yeah, so. And he we'll barely keep, played a role. We'll keep a, a watch out on what's happening. Yeah. On you events, follow so. me on a uh, triple C wrestling on Twitter. I, I retweet all the stuff I see about it. And I give my opinion, all the stuff about it. So yep. If you're cool. into that wrestling at CCC wrestling, you'll get classic R Carter's wrestling takes. All right. Mm, is, is, is it over now? It's over. You, no, I'm no, going to extend it for another hour just because of that comment. Yeah. Let, let me, uh, yeah let's talk about, uh, let's talk about WrestleMania. Okay. No, <laughs> no we're going to, we're going to get into the great American bash 2000. Um, oh, dear God in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> no, so time for the six-pack song roundup. Uh, all right, so the first song we got this week, fellas, uh, as you guys all know, we pick out some songs that are recently re- released. We uh, take a listen. Most of the time people listen before 15 minutes before the show starts, but not everyone. And uh, Hey, I had a busy day today. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> but... but uh, but anyways, um, the first one we have is from one of the bright spots in mainstream country, generally speaking, and that is a John Party song. He's got a new album coming out, and the name of the song is Mr. Saturday Night. That's why they call me Mr. Saturday Night. Mr. Always in, Mr. Never Missed a Good Time. So Kyle, Mr. Saturday Night John Party. Um, look, if country mu- country music radio sounded more like um, John Party and or another uh, artist on this list that you sent us, we'd be in a lot better spot. Um, I like this song a lot. Um, I like that it's kind of a. I'm trying to remember the exact phrase Andy uses, the little turn of phrase where it kind of takes the premise of the song and flips it. Where a word thing you would do, yeah, that, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, where you know it starts as, um, you know, he's the party animal, 
but it turns into where he is the the woman that he lost is the reason for his reputation. Um, so it kind of turns into a fun party song and then turns into kind of a more sad, regretful song. So it takes a little bit of, um, takes a little deeper tone, which I, I like a lot. Um, I don't know if it's, it's not that in, it's not that deep of a song, but it's, it's better, it's better than your average, like your radio song, if that makes sense. Uh, Yeah, I I agree Um, with you. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 that's pretty much all I have to say. I mean, it's just... I th- I agree with you. I think that I actually think it's a very very well written song. I think it sounds fantastic. Because to your point, if this is what country radio sounds like in 2022, I consider that a, a win. We need more yes. of this on the radio. Um, I love to again kind of piggybacking off what you said. I love the premise of the song. You know, hiding a heartbreak in the neon light, uh, trying to uh, wearing the mask as being the life of the party. You know, pun intended. Uh, yep. But. Like yeah, in, I suit you there. Yeah, in there he's like, that's why they call me Mister Saturday Night, Mister Always In, Mister Never Missed a Good Time. I hear them say I'm jealous of that guy, but they've only seen me in the neon light. I mean, I, I love that that uh, part of the chorus right there because, like you said, it's a mask. He's out there partying, he's ripping shots, he's high fiving the bros, probably playing a little cornhole out back. But in reality, he's only doing that as a distraction because he's torn up inside. So I dig this one, Andy. Yeah. What about you? Well, I like the uh, play on words, like too, like the Mister Saturday Night missed her Saturday Night type yeah. deal. I like that. I don't know if that would be a uh, whatever you would call it, one of those word thing you may do with it because it's not. But it sounds so similar. Uh, like I said about the sound of it and uh, the opening of this, like the his, at the beginning. I I don't know if this first song I noticed it with. It sounds a lot like Wade Bowen. You talking about at the beginning of the song? Yeah, like the first verse. I, was like, I don't remember. I don't know. I, to me, it just, I almost thought it was Wade Bowen. I was like, was Wade Bowen on this song? Well, mm, a little bit. Yeah, I think John Party is one of those people that might slowly be coming into the people that what I almost, what, what they almost were. <laughs> because California Sunshine was such a damn good album. And unless he drops another one real soon, that's just real fire. What are, you, what are you doing? Hey, man. Hey, hey. What, yeah. What are you doing? I mean, every artist is like that, though. They have their peak albums, and then they still yeah. put out, they can still put out good music, but they're they're not necessarily going to reach that, yeah. that he could be level what, again. You know, I mean, Kyle says a lot is that, you know, you come out the gate a little too hot. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going to put that We've on had this yet. discussion until before. See, until I see the next album. But yeah. I think, Logan, you were alluding to, I think the best... Uh, first in the album is actually after the second chorus where he's like, I th- they think I'm the life of this whole bar, but if she walked in, my whole act would fall apart. So I bry around, shut it down, and leave her, never leave alone. But when Sunday comes, they get up and go. That's the that To me, that's the mm-hmm. best part of the whole song, because that's when the song completely flips on a 180. Yeah. It he's, goes from being just a party kind of song yeah, to being like, to, he's really, he's like, it's like, I'm hurting. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I, I love songs that just completely do a 180. And it's got this, layers, bro. It's an it onion. Does. It's got layers. It's like a it's like a Zach Brand light, if you will. Yeah, okay. Okay. No, not really. But uh, <laughs> <I> say so. 
no, not really. But it, it, I mean, it, it's a very, very light beer. It's almost like a bush in a. <laughs> All right, Carter. <laughs> it's a bush in a, yeah. As the guy who, of course, has only listened to all three of these songs, six of these songs, uh, like 20, 25 minutes before we even got on the air here. Um, I'm going to give this song my usual uh, criticism of, oh, boy, it's another I'm drinking because my girl left me song. Great. I haven't heard a million of these before. Um, I at least appreciate the concept of that he's going out and hiding his pain, even though he's hurting on the inside. Um, That's the uniqueness of it, though. Well, it's not really unique when there's literally another song that we're about to review that does the same exact thing. No, no, I'm uh, saying the the uh, the. I get what you're saying, but what I'm what I'm saying is this was always my criticism of people in the criticized country, not criticizing you, Carter, because I had this discussion at work today. Everyone wants to talk about country songs. It always sings about this, that, and the other. It's all the same. And then they play me their rap songs. And their rap songs are the exact same over and over again. My dick's so big. Yo, I'm going to slap this hoe. Yo. Like, like things like that. And it's the same. Like, Ric Flair drip go woo on a bitch. Like, it's literally the same stuff over and over the same way. So, I mean, it's like I get your criticism because I, I do agree with that aspect that you're saying, but I just think that all music is that way. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I'm it was thinking I with thought my dick. Big man. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I, thought, I thought the song was big man. Even classic rock does that to an extent when they hit oh, a weak does. spot. It absolutely does. Yeah, when, they hit, when, they, when, when they hit a weak spot in the song, they're just like guitar solo now. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I can't deny that. Yeah, it's, it's so, just I don't know why I don't know why, but with country it just hits me like really hard. Fair, yeah. When, it, when yeah. they're all just like, "I'm back in the bar because my girl done dumped me." She jumped you? Like, oh, dumped! I said dumped. Oh, dumped. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, in classic rock, it was like we don't have anything else to say. Three minute guitar just solo. Just rock and roll and do some drugs and party but, all night. I wouldn't even say that. I was just gonna say. Three minute guitar solo. That's yeah, that's Zeppelin's exactly. go to. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely then, a Zeppelin. And then, yeah, Zeppelin is like, all right, guitar solo's out, drum solo. That's absolutely then, a Zeppelin, Van Halen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah right. And then, you know, we're five just, minutes into the song, we've only done one verse. <laughs> John Bonham was, Bonzo was lit, was uh, lit on them drums, though. But Carter, you missed your opportunity to clap back at him about classic rock. Classic rock I mean, is in the past. Wrong. I mean, nobody's nobody's continuously doing it like they are in every other genre. I, I can't. I, I, would I can't with that because there's certain bands that still do it. But yeah, I thought this was meh. All right. Okay. Not uh, not, th- not a thumbs down, like a thumbs in the middle. All right. So thumbs in the middle, Andy. The guy who thumbs refuses up. to give a grade. Thumbs up, Kyle. Yeah, I'm a thumbs up. Yeah, same here. All right, so that's John Party, Mr. Saturday Night. As Carter would say, another song about drinking because my baby dumped me. All right, moving into a guy named J.R. Carroll, who I have been a fan of for a little while. J.R. Carroll is the touring keyboardist and a very good friend of Zach Bryan. He is also an artist in his own right and a fantastic songwriter. He released a new song uh, called Other Than That. Me. Don't think of you at all, it's coming 
right, so that's other than that by J.R. Carroll. I'm going to kick this one off because I have a strong suspicion this is I'm probably going to be the one that likes this the most. Um, J.R. Carroll. Oh, well, maybe okay. I, that's actually encouraging, Kyle. I like that. Um, but this song I think is a fantastic uh song from a songwriting aspect of it mm-hmm. like the the whole sitting there where it's like in the second verse it kind of shows you the layers to it of how the girl that he's talking about it, it was uh that he loved it was unrequited love is how i took it she was a friend who didn't see him in a romantic light and it, you, you kind of get that with the verse you ain't come around since that evening i told you that i couldn't be your friend i can't quit feeling the way i'm feeling and you can't seem to let me in and then it just it, it gets brought home at the end of the chorus, whereas like wasting every breath I, in the emotion and the vocal performance with this part, wasting every breath I get on songs that just won't change your mind. Other than that, I'm doing just fine. And have to mention before I kick it over to Kyle that he mentioned Zach Bryan in the song. So, yeah. So, yeah, uh, before you had mentioned that, I had Googled him because when I first listened to the song, I was like, Zach. That, you know, in the first, second verse. So that's a very specific name to drop. I wonder if they're, I wonder if it's the same Zach I'm thinking of. And yes, it is, which I think is hella cool because Zach has hit it big time. Um, <clears throat> but that's the first thing I thought about when I heard that. Um, I also like it. Well, I like it a lot, but um, I like the fact that well, my favorite part is actually when he says, I see you in my dreams fairly often and I hear you every time I close my eyes telling me you wish that I'd quit talking. Um, the dude is just, it's just a sad boy song. Yeah. And we all love some sad boy songs, which is immediately what just, just grabbed me about this song. Also, I recognize, I feel like I've recognized this tune before, this, the music of the song. I may just be completely making this up, but I feel like I, I recognize go again, boys. <laughs> no, no, no. There is one song on here that I hope that you know it's a cover. Yeah, I know it's a cover. Okay, okay. Because when you first played it, I, when I was, yeah, we'll get to it next, but I was like, there's no way he did this shit twice. There's no way. <laughs> anyway. the, people, the people that he covered are on the song with him. I did, well, I didn't see that when I just listened to it, did the you, playlist. Did you not recognize the lead singer's voice in the second verse? No, I did not. Yeah, uh, they, they they did it together. But that's next song. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, I love I love this song, man. I this is the first time I ever heard him. Um, so I'm going down. I'm about to go down a rabbit hole with uh, J.R. Carroll. Um, good deal. Yeah, I love this song, man. It's so good. All right, Andy. This song is. I really like this type of song, but for me, these, I don't know, to me, this is one of those longer worded songs, takes you a while to catch the story type song. Typically in these, it's like, there's usually like a line or two that really grabs my attention. And this song really never had that line that makes me like grab my attention. And I sit here and think, what's the song about? And it's, I just get lost in it on that. I don't know. It's, I dig the vibe of the sound of the song. It's just, it's a wordy song. I actually am not huge on because it doesn't, it's just missing that line that grabs my attention from the first listen. Like the first two listens, I heard this song when it first came out and it's, I just didn't know what the song was about. And there was nothing exactly grabbing my attention 
that keep me there long enough to figure out what the song is about. Yeah, I think that you're listening for a Zach Bryan type. He has a knack for writing great hooks. And I think that that's kind of what you and I think this is a similar criticism you had of you've had all these years of Jason Isbell's music. Is, yeah. Yeah. Hey, but like the uh, I don't for a song that comes to mind, it's uh, Circle in My Hand by the Lost Immigrants. That's a very long, wordy song. There's like in the first verse, there'll be just one line that grabs my ear and catches my attention and carries me through to the second verse. And then there's another line. And then that gets me back to the song. And it just it gets me where I finally can, you know, figure out what the song's about. This just it just needed that one line is the only criticism I have of it. I get that. All right, throwing it over to the non-country fan, Carter, of the classic rock variety. When this song first started up, I was ready to write it off almost immediately. When it starts off and it's just the guitar and it's just him singing, I was like, what is this high schooler with his voice still cracking from puberty going out there with his guitar and the talent show? Crap. But as the song got going and the other instruments got in there and they really, he really built up like the premise of the song that he's trying to get over a lost love and he's acting like everything's all right when inside he absolutely isn't. Um, It picked up a good bit and I started to really kind of get into it. I will say that beginning is very slow for me. And I wasn't the hugest fan of it, but it picked up. It gets a thumbs up. Thumbs up. So you don't like his vocals? His vocals at, at the beginning of the song, I was not a fan when it was just him and the guitar. And it was like all that you could focus on, really. Not really. When the rest of the instruments kicked in and he kind of was more in line with all of them, it was a bit better. Interesting. It's funny how people have different opinions on vocals because I love his vocals. That's why I found that interesting. I like it too. Same. So we got thumbs up for me, Carter, Kyle. I give it a thumbs up. Thumbs up. He's only missing two lines that's, that's for me a, giving it two thumbs up. He just needs two say, that's a two thumbs up from Kyle. Rock and roll. And definitely check out his music because Jared Carroll's a talented dude. I actually had a conversation with him uh, very briefly after the Zach Bryan concert. Uh, pretty nice guy, too. Uh, all right, next up, as Kyle was alluding to, uh, we have... Uh, Austin F. Church, former guest here on Country and Cold Cans, one of the interviews. You can find that back in the archives here on the Cold Cans Network. Um, friend of the show. He, we, Andy mentioned to me when we were golfing this weekend that he put out a new track and he said he did it with Bowling for Soup. And then we looked at it as a Bowling for Soup cover that he did yep. with the band. It's, it's from their 2004 record, uh, Hangover You Don't Deserve. Uh, when I first listened to it, um, I was like, this song sounds familiar. And then and then I was like, I Googled it and I was like, oh, I know this song. And then I, I was like, how dare you not immediately recognize it? He's, <laughs> he's singing with the band that originally recorded it. Um, yeah. You know, Bowling for Soup, I, like Andy and I were saying, we are fans of theirs, but in a very casual sense, meaning we oh, know we know their big hits. But it's, I'm a diehard. But see, this fits with Austin Upchurch because. He has his two biggest influences. He told me was Tom Petty and Green Day, and Bowling for Soup yeah, is very much from that pop punk era. Yeah, right there. And I really dig that uh, that sound. And so yeah. this was right up my alley from the sound. But I um, I thought they did a good job with the cover. So play the chorus, and then we'll jump back in. 
All right. So that is the Austin Up Church along with uh, Bowling for Soup cover of Almost by Bowling for Soup. Um, Carter, reverse order here. Uh, I like this a lot. I'm a big fan of like 90s pop punk kind of sound. Um, it, it, which is funny because I'm essentially becoming a fan of it as it is becoming classic rock. So classic, <laughs> classic Carter never likes anything when it's first out. Yep, I gotta wait 25 years. <laughs> um, but uh, Carter's gonna be in 25 years, he's gonna be like, you know, this Kendrick Lamar has no, uh, <laughs> I'm really starting to dig these uh, good Charlotte fellows now that they're playing on 100.7. But uh, yeah, I really like this a lot. Um, I was a little taken aback when I saw that Bowling for Soup was uh, on a list that y'all were going to serve up here on Country and Cold Cans. But uh, hey, I can dig it. Um, I thought it was funny also that um, we were, you had me on for this because... Uh, Bowling for Soup has a pretty deep, has an interesting wrestling connection because in 2020, they released one of the worst songs I've ever heard called Alexa Bliss because <laughs> she is one of their biggest fans. They made a song about her and it's absolute fucking garbage. <laughs> they also did the theme for Phineas and Ferb. They did, didn't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That show's funny as hell. So but yeah, I like this. This is a okay, I was going to say we're grading this as a cover because it's already a song that we had all heard before. So as a cover, two thumbs up. Yeah, it was a two thumbs up cover. All right, Andy. Oh, yeah, if we're grading this as a cover, definite two thumbs up. He, his vocals fit this song. Fantastic. I almost like, I probably like his vocals better than Bowling for Soups. Like he just. <laughs> I was getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's that much different, but. I also I really want to know the story of how he uh, did the song with them, how that came to be. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I'd I'd like to know the backstory on that. All right, Kyle, if you up. if you've um you know been able to count to ten, calm yourself down from Andy's yeah. second no, no. just comment to you. No, what what, what really? I didn't realize that we no, you know no, we're talking what? about bowling for soup and not stained, right? So yes, I did not. Yeah, um, so no the 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 comment that really just kind of grinded my gears is what Carter said. Alexa Bliss is like almost half of what Bowling for Soup did. They made parody songs. Um, they made an entire song that is making fun of um, a number of different things. I mean, you know, girls all the bad guys want. It's just a song about being a loser. <laughs> I mean, lit. yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, but they, I mean, everything, I love their music, man. I love, I love Bone for Soup. Um, and when Logan first put this in here, I I didn't even make it to the chorus because as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, shit, this is a cover. I don't need to listen anymore because I know the song front to back. Um, so I didn't even get to the point where... Um, uh, Bowling for Soup comes in. I mean, they even have a song, Punk Rock 101, which is essentially making fun of the genre of music that they sing. <laughs> and I encourage all of you to listen to it. It's just making fun of their whole, I mean, their whole fan base. I mean, the people that love their music, it's just making fun of it. 
So uh, Alexa Bliss, it's not a terrible song. It's actually a great song because if you understand Bowling for Soup, they're just extremely self-deprecating. They make <laughs> fun of you. are dying laughing. They I make like fun it. of it's they it's make not bad, bad because I don't get it. No, <laughs> that's exactly how Kyle's his handlebar mustache, sipping his IPA, and he's like, I'm not on God enough to understand the parody of the song about this. highbrow music, Carter. A knuckle dragging mouth breather like you can never understand. Look, that is the entire point because they, they, some of the songs they make are entirely parodies of themselves, which is what makes them good songs because. No one takes it seriously. All right, I'll, I'll just go back to banging sticks together in my cave and going unga bunga. Hey Carter, can you <laughs> Carter, can you name me three Pearl Jam songs? Black, uh, Even Flow, Jeremy, Yellow Lead Butter. Okay, you made name three. Okay, all right. All right. I made it all right. four. All right, like <laughs> so I said, a lot of. Don't, I think Kyle uh, might be cheating on Stained. No. The the music of the late 90s, early 2000s is the shit that I was a huge fan of. And I am very defensive of it. <laughs> I like some of that era's music. Like the pop punk stuff I'm really into. The butt rock stuff you like, I'm not. I don't I take exception to the term butt rock. It's mm. new metal slash grunge. If that's yeah. what you want to tell yourself. That's fine. New metal. Look, if look, it ain't Nickelback, like a little I ain't bit of biscuit here and there. Okay? <laughs> hey, Nickelback had some great songs. Nickelback, uh, dude, they it slams. I'm telling you, people like they had some great songs. They, but if yes. if you went to a Nickelback a concert, you want to talk. People want to talk shit about them. You go to a Nickelback concert, you're gonna have fun. Hell yeah! I like you're gonna have fun at most any concert. I couldn't. No, I, don't, I wouldn't have a lot of fun at a bunch of songs. Bunch of concerts. If I had to go to an EDM festival, I'd be miserable. <laughs> whenever I, I think of EDM, I think of, whenever I think of EDM, I think of uh, New Girl, where they were like Schmidt. If we can make a beat and you don't recognize it, you know, you, you lose the bet. Yeah, they yeah. just took clips of them talking and was like, "There we go." And we just put the bass drop in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and he exactly. fell for it. So. Because yeah. EDM concerts, it's just they go up there, they press play, and then they take drugs and dance around. I think that's the <clears> point. You got to participate to enjoy those. It's all about the participation. Well, I'm good. I don't need. I don't have if a you know hankering to to take uh, pills and listen to things that. If, I would let if you weren't fucked up, you wouldn't like. But I will let your uh, Bowling for Soup slander slide this one time. I say, as a cover, how do you grade it? At least the first half, considering that you didn't listen to it all. Seven. Uh, I give him a six and a half. Okay. Is that? I'm like very. A, I, I'm one, very. One and a half thumbs up, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm very, very. Stingy like an orange Cassidy thumbs up. I'm very stingy on covers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a big Austin Upchurch fan. Um, I am as well. But I've, I've, I've had just, him I'm, on the show, and you can hear the pop pop punk. Uh, influences in his music. He he's, didn't do it a, a disservice. That's the way I describe he's, it. He's been effective through his two records so far of selecting a cover and doing it well, like he did for a while by the band Camino. And mm-hmm. I personally like Austin Upchurch's version better than the band Camino's. Um, this, I really like both versions. I'm not going to say that 
uh, his is better than the original, but I really like it. And I give him a couple thumbs up on it. I think as a cover, it really works. And uh, yeah. it was really cool. Like Andy said, that Bowling for Soup was on the song with him. And I'd, I'd like to know more about, you know, how that connection kind of was made. So They're crazy. <laughs> they are crazy. We get it, Kyle. You like Bowling for Soup. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I, do. I love some Bowling for Soup, man. <laughs> All right. The first first celebrity crush I ever had was the girl and girls all the bad guys want. The goth <laughs> chick. Yeah. I was I was head over heels, man. In two thousand and three. For me it was Jessica Simpson when she was vacuuming in her underwear on the Rolling Stone cover. Yeah, that's a good one too. But the goth chick and girls all the bad guys want, that was my first celebrity crush, man. I was Andy's was Parker McCollum. <laughs> Andy's was Brad Keselowski. <laughs> nah, that guy's ugly. To be honest, not Mike. Not Mike. The guy from Monsters Inc. Is that who you talking about? No, no, no. He's a NASCAR guy. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, Andy okay. used to be a Andy used to be a <laughs> uh, somewhat of a, a Keselowski fan. Oh, okay. Oh, the race car driver? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's just a minute. <laughs> he, he, he thought you were talking about Mike Wazowski. Wazowski, yeah, that's it. And not only just a cartoon character, because not like we're talking about uh, the mom from Family Guy. We're talking about a green little monster with one giant we're eye. About, <laughs> we're talking about Mike Wazowski voiced by, by Billy Crystal. <laughs> All right. I was confused there for a moment. Check out Austin Up Church's music. You won't be disappointed. All right. Uh, moving right along into, uh, again, you know, uh, another guy who is in competition. I'm not, And Andy, don't get mad when I say this because I'm not talking about songwriting quality from your perspective. I'm talking about the prolific aspect of churning out so much music. Um, he's Him and Zach Bryan are in competition for who can be the most prolific songwriter and who can uh, put out the most amount of songs in one year. Because... Charlie Crockett just put out a record in April and he's got a whole nother one ready to go here and uh, coming up in September. And he just released the lead single. It's called I'm Just a Clown. All right, let's jump in. I'm just a clown. And on my face, I wear a frown. I paid the cost to hang around. So take a look at me. I'm just a clown. All right, so Carter, I want to know your thoughts on Charlie Crockett. Uh, so I heard y'all talking about this when I entered the call earlier. So uh, this may be a bit of a shock here. I think this is the best song out of the six. I figured I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this a lot. I dig the hell out of this. It's very jazzy sounding, and it's got a. I I can't. It's tickling a part of my brain that's like you've heard things like this before, but I can't put my finger on like. You want to know what artist. I said it was? What this? Because I'm with you. I really really like this song. Sometimes Charlie Crockett can be hit or miss for me. Let me put that out there. I, I do like his music, but sometimes it can be hit or miss. But this song is a funky tune that would fit right in as a part of a soundtrack of a 1970s movie. Yes. I mean, yes, it's very much got that like 70s kind yeah. of vibe to it. But I'm failing to put like an artist's name to it as to what it sounds like. I've probably heard many songs that sound like this and I enjoy them, but I can't. 
can't put a name to it, but I love this. I thought this was great. Um, this probably is going to get added to the like song list on my Spotify. This is going to be another Highway Kind by Josh Abbott Band. Um, that lost episode. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a big two thumbs up from me. If you like this, you should check out some of his other music, um, especially when he has a new record coming out because um, he kind of has this kind of funky kind of sound. He makes use of like, you know, the the brass um, it, it, I figured this would be kind of up your alley. I like this one in particular. I love, I think this song works and it works with the, like you were saying, kind of like that seventies vibe. It's pretty funky. He, ha- he has his patented laid back delivery, but it's a story about being down and out. And then I, I love in the chorus when he's like, take a look at me. I'm just a clown on my face. I wear a frown, but it's like so laid back in his delivery. I was vibing with this. So I'm with you. Thumbs up from me. Um, we've got the positivity side out of it. Andy? I've listened to Charlie Crockett many times before. I've seen him open. I don't know how many times I've seen him live. I know I've seen him open for Turnpike because everybody's over, you know, all excited about him because he's opening for Turnpike. They're almost as excited for him as they are for Turnpike. And I, he's up there playing, and I remember just standing there thinking, you know, I just don't like this. I just don't. I just don't like Charlie Crockett. I've tried, just don't like him. Plain okay, what stuff. about this song? <laughs> Let's not talk about the artist and talk about the song. If Charlie Crockett's playing it, I don't like it. <laughs> He's not done a song I I do like. I just, I just don't like him. I don't like his voice. All right, fair enough. Thumbs down from Andy Kyle. What about you? I if I had to take a guess ahead of time, Kyle, I don't think this is up your alley. Carter, what do you think? Uh, mm, I think he liked it, but I don't think he loved it. Andy, I don't think he liked it. I think so. My uh, opinion of the song is I was about a good fat blunt from enjoying it (laughs) i I was not high enough to to enjoy this that's that's my honest assessment of this um i think the 70s is one of the worst eras of music yeah jesus yeah it was we're gonna start calling you bad take kyle no no tk the 80s was much better the 90s was much better the 60s was better. I think the 70s was like a, a fog that everybody was just so stoned they just made up shit and just sang it. Um, and I think I needed to be really stoned to sing, to, to buy <laughs> the song. I just right. wasn't, I wasn't high enough to enjoy this. <laughs> Alright. I figured there would be some mixed reactions on uh, Charlie Crockett. But that's... His- I, and, on, and on my 70s take, I need to research my liked songs to see when they came out because some of them might be in the 70s and yeah might probably like some of, the Fleetwood Mac, some of the petty yeah i might be a little off on that but yeah i don't like the, i don't like the eagles that's a shame oh jesus hey, christ you know why i don't the big lebowski I, I, just, I will tell you an honest to god story of why i don't like the eagles when i was a child uh and i used to stay at my grandma's uh house on certain things like wednesday afternoons or whatever my granddad would have the whole home stereo and he would just blast 
Hotel California through the whole house and the whole house would shake. And I remember it just being so loud. I was like, I just, I don't like this. Well, you know, they have other songs, right? Yes. But that one song is the whole reason I just don't like them <laughs> because it was so loud and my grandma would just be immediately annoyed. <laughs> and then she would be annoyed. And then her whole mood would change where like, yeah, you don't get a honey bun or whatever. <laughs> your granddad is just so blasting this it's, music. It's just like uh, negative reinforcement for you. You hear the Eagles yeah, and you're is, like, damn it, no honey bun. This is, yeah. is freaking Pavlov's <laughs> dog over here with yeah, I mean, she would, and she would pick us, you know, She would pick us up from school or whatever. We would stay at her house you for a couple hours. You don't get a honey bun. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, like she used to, you know, grandma's give you snacks and all that. And oh, yeah. Her whole mood would just immediately change. But like, you could just tell she was thinking, God damn it. No honey bun for you. <laughs> a song again on the whole home stereo, man. It was so loud. He would, I mean, the whole house would shake. And I just don't Kyle, like the Eagles because of that. Kyle's traumatized. Kyle, what do you associate the Eagles with? Well, it damn sure ain't honey buns. They yeah. stole my honey bun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, he used to just blast it. I was, yep, so <laughs> he was all about Hotel California. And I, I've never liked the Eagles really since then. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right moving right along uh so zach brown band put out a couple songs recently and then they remade the songs with guest artists on there and this one they tapped cody johnson to be a part of <clears throat> um it is called wild palomino you can't put reins on a wild palomino and you won't see an old cowboy cry Long as God's still in church and hard work still works and this collar on my shirt's still blue, I'll never stop loving you. All right, Andy, Kojo, ZBB, Wild Palomino. So, all right, so this is where you mean they redone. I ain't kept up with Zach Brown band since they did this song with Chris Cornell and then went to electronic dance music. I've been yeah. out since then. It, it's nice so, to hear them back in what they do best. And that's this type of music. But so they put out this song as just Zach Brown on vocals. And then they re they made, did another version with Cody Johnson as a duet. Did they change song. any of, uh, is, is Kojo's verse any different at all? No, it's the same song. It's just they added it. They did his vocals. They did it with another song they have that they um, did the song. And then they, they put out like the two new remade ones with Duet. This one with Kojo, the other one with Blake Shelton. I didn't want the one I was, with Blake Shelton. So I, was I, wondering, one. I was wondering that because of the, uh, the East Texas Pine, the Georgia yep. Pine thing. No, no, no. no. They, I, I believe they did change that. Because I really, I liked that. I, uh, I do really, I really like the song. I don't completely know what the course course is is about completely because the chorus sounds like a love song, but like the the opening verse to the uh, second, the opening line to the second verse where Zach Brown uh, does the uh, what's the thing about where the whiskey that uh, makes the scars that line? Don't remember it exactly. And I was like, I don't see what this really has. This doesn't sound like a love song to me at all, but. So I got a little confused there, but it had like a, I really liked the verses, choruses, not so much. Really liked the uh, East Texas Pine, Georgia Pine thing with Zach Brown and uh, Kojo. So this song is essentially a better written version, and I like both songs, so I'm not dogging on the other, but it's a better written version of Wild Woman by Riley Green. He loves the woman, 
he'll always love the woman, but you, it's like he says, you can't put the reins on a wild Palomino. Sometimes you have to let loved ones go. You have to let them go. So you can't, it's like you can't. the uh, Kojo song that he did. What is it? Uh, wild as you. Wild as you. Yeah. 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 So, but I really, really like this song. I, I didn't think when I picked it that I was going to like it as much as I did. And I'll be honest, Cody Johnson's voice, I absolutely love and I always have. I don't always, abs- I like his music a lot, but I don't always love his music. But I love listening to the man sing. He's got a very unique voice. He emotes very, very well. And I think that adding him to this added some emotional depth to the delivery of the song. Like when the song uh, goes out and the, the way he kind of has his vocal run at the end of I'll Never Stop Loving You adds a different level of emotional uh, depth than it would be if Zach Brown himself just sang that. Um, now, I do like. I really like the uh, the line. I can't change your mind. Can't in the bridge. Can't change your mind. Can't change the weather. And if you need some time to run free, I made you a promise for worse or for better. Even though missing you is killing me. I mean, this is a song about you're you're in love with somebody, but you got to let them go. It, it kind of has the both uh, aspects of it's not a bad breakup. This isn't as Carter was saying, drinking at a bar because my baby dumped me. It's like. You you love this person, but if you really loved them, you got to let them go because you can't hold them back. Because you know, you can't put the or you can't put reins on a wild Palomino. So two thumbs up for me. I really love the added Kojo to this. Kyle, um, this song will get two thumbs up for me if it was only Cody Johnson. I can see that. <laughs> I just <clears throat> Zach Bryan hasn't Zach Brown. Zach Bryan Zach Brown yeah so, yeah Nova <laughs> Smirch Zach Bryan's name. Yeah, sorry. I have just not been a fan of them in probably five to six years. Um, when they went the EDM, thing. yep. Yeah, I just if this was just a Cody Johnson song, I would love it. He is the best part of the song. Yep. And when Zach Bryan starts singing, I'm just like Zach Brown. <laughs> I keep saying it. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Zach Brown. I just get kind of annoyed, and I'm just like, I, I've lost interest. Um, I just don't care anymore. If this, if he had never made that switch, I've always wondered this because I feel the same way that you do about that Kyle to an extent. If he had never tried to go out and do different stuff, like he didn't when, need when he, to, he was, he, ex- but he, was when he pretty- experimented with the Grohl sessions and Dave Grohl played on their stuff and produced that EP for them. It was fantastic. That was the sweet spot. If he wanted to flex his rock mu- muscles a little bit, but then he did he that song with Chris get, Cornell too. Yeah. yeah and that was, I a, love that. That song. was a good one. Heavy as the head. That was a yeah. good one. It went number one on rock radio, I believe. But when they started, when he started trying to do his side projects called Sir Roosevelt, and then he started incorporating EDM dance elements into Zach Brown band songs. I almost did it just then, Kyle. It, it just, it soured it for me because I remember being in middle school and high school and listening to the guy that was singing colder weather and the guy that sang highway yeah. 20 ride. Lit. And those were lit, bro. Like they were awesome. Like fantastic songs, and then he goes off and does this shit where he has a song called I think it was called Swayze, and he's talking about dancing like Swayze. I'm like, dude, you're an overweight middle aged man. Why are you yeah. talking about dancing like Patrick Swayze? Like he yeah. he went away from the the recipe of where they're good at, and I, it's unfortunate. He forgot. Yeah, I agree. He forgot. There's a saying, you know, dance with the one that took the one that brought you, and he yeah. just completely forgot that. He was like, he forgot what people enjoy about him and yeah. just was like, hey, here's this other broad that I want to talk to. <laughs> yeah. that- Their concerts were so much fun, too, then. And they always had the uh, the guitarist go play Inner Sandman. It was 
It yeah. was great. Oh yeah, because we saw yeah, him in concert just, at once or twice, Andy. Yeah. And it was it was lit. I just yeah, it's great. I don't know if I've forgiven him for it. I just and I'm so out of the loop. I I I'd just forgotten half the shit that he had, their band had done. Um, that I'm just like okay. If if Cody Johnson was just by himself yeah. and it was co-wrote by Zach Brown band, I would have been like, okay, this is cool. Because this but, sounds like a Cody Johnson song. Yes, and Cody Johnson's yes. phenomenal. Cody Johnson is phenomenal. I agree. I don't always love every song he puts out, but I love no, his but voice. Cody Johnson is who I want to be a, a big star world. in mainstream. Yes, yes. His concerts are fun. Yeah. I love him, man. He's so good. <laughs> He's so good, man. He's so good. I just, you remember that concert, Andy? Uh, yeah, not really. <laughs> that's all I know. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah, so that's my that's my opinion of it. He, Zach Brown is the weakest part of this of the song. I get you. I, I agree with your sentiments towards Zach yeah. Brown. Honestly, thought before I even listened to this, I thought this was going to be an EDM song, and I was like, "Why wow, on God's green earth is Cody Johnson on this?" Before I even listened to it, I actually I like Zach Brown's verse the best. Like, I don't know. I I still remember how like. I've seen some videos of their older songs and they just they were so good. They and were, this they were phenomenal. Back back to that time. His verse just brought me back to that time. I got I out on the EDM thing pretty early, so I never yeah. built up a huge resistance. Was it like, I just wrote them off never listened again. Yeah, I don't think twenty twelve ZBB was was phenomenal. Yeah, I don't think I think the last major song I listened to was the Highway Twenty Ride song. Oh gosh, that's I, like I, the I, first or second record. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I I kind of checked out after that. Yeah. And I might have checked out too early, but now the only reason I even clicked play on this song was because I saw featuring Cody Johnson. Um, I've been so gun shy about Zach Brown. Uh, golly, day you got me doing it now. Zach <laughs> it's Brown so band. easy to do it. Make fun of me, yeah. Of Zach Brown yeah. band that it's just like it. I saw Cody Johnson and I was like, I trust Cody Johnson. Kojo ain't gonna lead me down a dark path of EDM and dance music. Um, so he's so good, man. He is, man. Like he had a huge hit Cody, this year. Okay. With Till You Can't, uh, one of the biggest yeah. songs in the country. Now, can I say this about Cody Johnson? Um, Cody Johnson is the Cody Johnson is what Luke Bryant goes to bed and dreams that he was. Because Cody oh, Johnson he's sleeping is, on his bed full of money. Yeah, well <laughs> because Cody Johnson so. I no. think Luke Bryant goes to bed thinking, God, I'm rich. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> he's like, My wife's it. hot, I'm rich, I'm going out on well, the boat tomorrow. <laughs> Luke, you know, Luke Bryant wants to be he wants to appeal to college age to young adult women. And he's like 45. Yeah. But he also wants to make country music. So yeah, the people that the women that like Luke Bryan, the men don't like Luke Bryan. Right. Cody Johnson is right in the middle of that. He bridges can, the divide. Yeah. Which is what I think Luke Bryan dreams that he could be. <laughs> Luke Bryan. I defend some early Luke Bryan songs because they were. Hey, good. Rain is a phenomenal song. And then uh, you talking about Rain is a good thing. Rain is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But his lead I, single he had, all my friends say, came on good, at, yeah. at Whiskey Rose a while back to New Country Bar in Raleigh. That is such a banger, and I haven't heard it since like 2006. Such a banger, and I'm just like, what happened, man? It's unfortunate. But yeah. all right, Carter. If I had to, if I was a betting man, my bet would be that you do not like this song at all. I'll second the bet. Not didn't like, just apathetic toward really. Um, 
I, I have mainly two big observations about this song. Number one, that chorus, as soon as it hit, the first thing that came to my head was Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning by Alan Jackson. Okay. It, it has that <laughs> same sort of tune to it. Did you stand up and cry when the when the towers started falling and the chorus has that same progression to it as a lot of the chorus of that song does in my mind. I don't know. And then the second thought, which probably is completely wrong. I don't know why, but the, immediately as it got like to the end of it, my, my head just went, this was on Yellowstone, wasn't it? It sounds like a song that would be on Yellowstone. Yeah, I give you that. No, I could see that one. Like it. Yeah, I could, I could see, see it being on the new season. Yeah, but uh, yeah, big man, thumb in the middle. It didn't yeah. wasn't wasn't thrilled. Didn't hate it. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't say, this isn't something that I don't think that you would like. <laughs> All right, so that's Kojo and ZBB Wild Palomino. One last in the six pack. Six pack. I'm thinking of wrestling. The six, six pack. <laughs> the six guys. The six pack song roundup. Uh, we have a couple new singles from Riley Green. We're going to only cover one here this week uh, called Get Back Home. Maybe it's a boy in a bottle camp beer in his hand that you thought you could do without. Sitting on the same porch, strumming the same chords, but he's missing you like hell right now. If that grass ain't as green as you thought it was, and a good old boy might be good enough, that's something. That you can only get back home. So get back home. All right, says get back home, Riley Green. I'll be quick. I like it. It's more standard Riley Green. Love the production. Thematically, it's basically the same as Cold Beer's Your Name on it by Josh Thompson from about 10 years ago. Um, Not reinventing the wheel, but I dig it. I mean, it's just a standard down the middle country song. Andy, what do you think? Alan jacked son. That, that was <laughs> Andy's a, talking about Riley Green's. Yeah. So for context, uh, Riley Green had a photo on Instagram. Riley Green is shredded these days, and Luke Combs commented on there. He's Alan jacked son. And Andy just found but, it. The funniest thing was laughing on, <laughs> on the whole number eleven yesterday at the golf course. I do. Uh, I think this is a little bit better. Um, not if we're not going to go way back, Riley Green, but over the last um, year and a half, two years maybe, I think this is a little bit better lyrically than what he's been putting out. But I could listen to Riley Green sing the phone book. This guy's songs are sound out of this world fantastic. I have been playing this. Uh, a, I like also, I want to bring up too, I just remember this the uh, I think it's this single and the last one. I like how he's doing the A side, B side singles. Yeah, I do too. Or the equivalent. I, I dig that. I've been burning this one up. I he just sounds great. Like always, it's Riley Green. Sounds great. Yeah, he's not going to be songwriter of the year, but he makes enjoyable music that I like to listen to while riding down the road in the summer. Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, I'm about the same as uh, you and Andy. Um, if um, in a perfect world. If uh, country radio sounded like Riley Green, we'd be in a lot better, lot better place. Um, it's just more Riley Green. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if it ain't 
if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, you know, he's um, adhering to that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, a lot of his stuff sounds pretty similar, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, we I haven't gotten tired of it, so keep doing you, man. I mean, this is the better of the this is the better song of the A and B side single, yeah. but um, and it's funny because it's the B side. I really like the A side. The A side, I have. What was more, the? Was it more? Uh, conflicting I hope she's opinions tonight. about. I think the yeah. A side oh, is yeah, a little yeah, more yeah. "quote unquote" contemporary than this does. Yeah. The the uh, production wise, it, it's not North on Twenty One, writing wise, but yeah. But it sounds so he much better did. than those recordings. Yeah. It sounds but night and day from still, what those recordings did. If he's still writing North on 21 songs and sounding like this, I mean, oh. it's rocket ship to the moon. Straight cash, homie. Luke Combs will look like a, a chump compared to Riley Green's numbers. That's aggressive, but maybe. Mm. That, that's bold there. That is. If, if Riley Green could write, I, I just. If Riley Green could do North on 21 or write like Zach Bryan, he'd absolutely be probably, I would put him all time top. That guy's got all time voice. But damn, man, if it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk and stupid. I mean, <laughs> yeah. goddamn, if East Carolina won a football, uh, NCAA football championship, they'd be I'd the champs. Be, they'd be uh, the yeah, best. Be champs. <laughs> but they're not. It's like saying, yeah, I mean, Riley Green cannot write like Zach Bryan. No <laughs> worries. He has an all-time voice. If he had all-time writing, it well, obviously, it'd be all-time. I, I wouldn't point. say he has an all-time voice, but uh, I think so. He's. I'm not trying to criticize the guy because I actually really, really like Riley Green. This is definitely going to make my tailgate playlist because it's easy to listen to. And those that are not as into the Zach Bryans and J.R. Carrolls uh, of the world like I am that are in my friend group will enjoy this. Uh, those that like country but don't necessarily like to dive in deep into country as much as I do, they will enjoy this. But he he kind of stays in the same range and and everything on most of his songs. Uh, Luke Combs is a vastly better vocalist than Riley Green. I'd rather listen to Riley Green sing the phone book than Luke Combs. <laughs> All right, Carter, I know that you're probably going to hate this song. For all the reasons uh, that we like it, or it's going to be the reasons that you don't like it. Right you are, Tim. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first thing I noticed about this song is it is... We're, we're gonna, we're getting, I'm going back, back to this. It's another trope of a, a genre. This is a country list song. This yeah. is a... We got this, and we got that. We got dirt roads, and we got honeysuckle, and we like laying in the back of our pickup trucks. And you better like that girl. Uh, you you thought you were too uppity for this shit. You don't sound like Riley Green, Carter. I really don't. I'm, I'm so oh <laughs> darn it. You know, I thought I could be I could be a Riley Green cover band, Andy. Hey, that was our plan. Carter but, was going to uh, band North on Twenty One. Man, this is boring. I've heard so many songs that like this. Also, honeysuckle aren't southern; they're Asian. They're introduced. Learn that, folks. For God's sakes, this is Carter. Also, America. Another. Carter, right? No, that's Asia. That's Asia. 
Yeah, well, but America, America, also hates America, America is a melting pot of, of cultures that blend into the American culture. You uncultured. Yeah, not when, not when the invasive species destroy our native species. But anyway. This is not an environmentalist it, podcast. It's not. This is a country not. music I, I need podcast. to start my environmentalist podcast. <laughs> no, one gives a, no one gives a fuck about me saying shit like that. But uh, one more point about this. This song was at the end of the podcast that uh, the Big LD sent to all of us. I was doing something else on my phone as I had my earphones in listening to it on Spotify. Um, it faded out and it started back into another song. Uh, apparently the song was hell of a way to go. I thought it, I thought the song had just faded out. It started back up again. It sounded exactly the friggin' same. So y'all saying that this is Riley just more Green. Riley Green. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Oh, this is an entirely different song. And I didn't even <laughs> yeah. realize it. I thought this that, song was just really long. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, this is a thumbs down from me. Uh, bland. You said you said Riley Green did not reinvent the wheel. Riley Green literally took someone else's wheel and went, this is mine now. <laughs> He's just rolling I on made down this. the highway. I made this wheel. <laughs> well, jacked enough to make him do what he wants. <laughs> Well, that's totally fair, Carter, about like the songs sonically sounding pretty similar. So I get what you're saying there. I do find interesting your comment about, girl, you're too uppity for uh, things. You need to come back here. It's a funny how different of perspectives on how you take that, because some of it can be like, you know, like that's one perspective and I'm not discrediting that. The other perspective is, you know, you think the grass is greener and then you go somewhere else and then you find out that. Maybe it isn't. And actually that, you know, home wasn't so bad. It's just like I said, I'm not saying one is better than the other because they're both valid perspectives that I've had both viewpoints at times. I just think it's funny how difference of perspective changes how you take that. Yeah, it. I, I mean, that absolutely is probably it. It just at some point it did sound like he was just saying, like, you thought you thought you were going to go off to the big city and think it was so nice and. <laughs> well, you were wrong. Well, you were wrong. <laughs> it's better back where we have dirt roads and cows, and we sit in the back of our pickup trucks and drink beer. <laughs> we go mudding. Not any of those fancy martinis. I, we don't. We ain't got no pavement back here. <laughs> no pavement. <laughs> you, you, you see in these roads? Uh, uh-uh. uh. Nope. <laughs> We go out back. We wake we up the track a cold one. Put a good dip in. Arrow <laughs> Devils the Junior, tree. baby. Arrow Devils. We fix the tree, whittle the stick. Whittle a good stick. <laughs> fix the gate. Sun's up. I'm working. Sun's down. Sun's down. I'm working. I'm working. <laughs> what a good dip in. Oh, man. Rattling for bucks. Yeah, this was the worst one for me. All right. That's Riley Green. Get back home. I think, Carter, uh, what's funny is since you've been living back home, you're looking at it as you you don't want to be back home. And I've been away for 10 years. So I go back oh, home I'm and so I'm just sick like, of it. and I'm like, I like it here. I don't necessarily say I want to live there I'm right so now, but I'm just saying, like, having been away for a decade, I, I go back home and I'm like, this is kind of nice. It is kind of nice. It's just like I said, differing perspectives. You know what I mean? But all right, I guess. Next. wrong. <laughs> That's the usual way it goes. 
That's why Carter always likes it when our buddy Drew is around because Drew then it becomes Drew is wrong. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> then I then, then I'm I'm one wrong above the bottom of the totem pole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so moving into the final segment today, that was just the six pack song roundup for this week. We are bringing it back, folks. Carter has never heard this song by what is probably soon to be his favorite artist. It's definitely going to be added to his liked songs on playlist, but it's a Walker Hayes song called Mm. Y'all Life. And we are bringing it back. It is classic rock Carter reads shitty pop country. Already here. Let's see. This is Y'all Life by Walker Hayes. Small town, y'all town, double Dutch in the park. Ice cream truck failing that emissions test hard. Got that blow up Grinch in the yard and it's March. Ain't coming down anytime soon. Y'all, them nursing homes still rattling with some Dolly Parton. And them high school kids traveling like James Harden. (laughs) In them white limousines to the Olive Garden. On prom night, it's good times, right? (laughs) <laughs> we be living that y'all life y'all rolling in the south where it's all football and jesus jesus barbershops talking like nah shut your mouth my mama's sweet teas the sweetest turn that base up shoddy show them how y'all we raise up and y'all we going down down baby yo street in my bronco I'm going to talk to you real slow. Said where the crawdads crawl. Said living that y'all life, y'all, y'all life, y'all. God in heaven. <laughs> that was not part of the songs, just so everyone knows. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, y'all, all them dads, tell them boys, son, walk it off. Y'all, all them mamas, tell them girls, better keep your legs crossed. <laughs> he's not even he, he's barely even speaking english anymore am i that's what am i was I reading a, am i reading a walker hayes song or am i reading soldier boy i was hoping you were yeah. leaving words out that's the way that's what i'm seeing on google here walker uh, hayes would be like man i just made this put this song together you know that's he does that for every time he starts a sentence and i just want to punch him in the face when he does it he uh, he seems like a decent human being who has lots of kids and everything provide for his kids. I get it, but his whole persona is annoying. Uh, let's see here. All them hands in the stands praying for the coin toss. Lord, please, we want the ball at the half. Say, y'all, it's all about a dub and a dirt road. And amen in a church on a, the third row with your arm around your girl like a fur coat on a Sunday come Monday. Uh, then I guess it's a repeat of the chorus. Is uh, it turn the bass up, Shawty? Yeah, we did that already. Uh, Shawty already turned the bass up. Said y'all, I got that wiffle ball, bat flip swag in my walk down in Bama where they grandma got some country in it, y'all. <laughs> Nana pudding, prayer chains, tailgates in them jeans ain't no thing, but a chicken wing, nah. <laughs> Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. <laughs> and then it goes back to the chorus again. This is fucking terrible. Holy crap. You could just start like, ad-libbing and no one would know the difference. 
I, I, I literally have never heard this song a day in my life. I'm just looking at these I lyrics. Think, I think that's how he writes the songs. He just takes general country uh, stereotypical tropes, yeah. Yeah, tropes, and he's like, let's just make a Mad Lib. Oh, this is <laughs> absolutely. This is absolutely. A, this is another. Like I just said about Riley Green. This is a country list song. This no, is no, no. Riley Green and him don't belong in the same. Yeah, it's, it's a country no. list song. I'll, no, I'll your oh, it's not even remotely. No, no, I'll play this no. for you after the show and let you tell me if you think it's the same because we can't play this song because we're not really offering any constructive criticism of it we're just making fun of it so copy oh him. i have second i have constructive criticism for it stop next time he <laughs> writes next time he writes one song make sure he writes two and then throw them both in the trash yeah next time you think about putting out another song just stop and think to yourself don't i've already committed enough human rights atrocities with my last album god he really has this is i'm I'm flabbergasted at the I, I'd be honest. ridiculousness. If this was like an army's battle song, they may be charged with war crimes. <laughs> there, There is supposed to be something against cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah, this is crimes against you. This, this song, this song goes against the Geneva Convention. I'll say it right now. <laughs> you thought Agent Orange was bad. Is English just got a second language? That's something in the orange. Agent Orange. <laughs> ah. Back to Zach Bryan. <laughs> yeah, back to Zach. Yeah, um, before, we, before we go, I would like to shout out this playlist that I found. It's called Y'Alternative. Oh, yeah. God, it's so good. You, I mean, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got Zach Bryan, Tyler Childers, Turnpike, Tanniversary, I mean, it's just got it's got a little bit of everything, even some Culture Wall in there. I want to give a shout out to that playlist. Y'all should add it to your playlist. It's on Spotify. Y'all Alternative, which is a great name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So while you're at it, add Sad Boy Summer by the Cold Cans Network. Retweet, yeah. Are you done Don't with your Mad Lib? Y'all life. Uh, yeah, that was it. Oh, okay, good. I, I never that was the did, entire song. There was, you know, you could tell that I did. I couldn't tell because even with that Chase Rice song that you did um, uh, a couple years ago, at least there was some semblance of a narrative to it. To like, we knew when the song was about to end. This one was just like they took a put a bunch of country words on a board and threw darts at it. Let's rhyme this with this. Sort of. There was about four was- rap songs in there. Yeah. The point of the song is literally the same thing as the Applebee's song. And the point of the song is I'm going to make fun of how trashy stereotypical Southern folks are. <laughs> I don't think he's making fun of it though. I think he's trying to make money off it. I, I mean, yeah. yes, but he's making, he's making money off of it by like highlighting how trashy and low class a lot of this yeah. sounds and i think he thinks it's a good thing oh he absolutely well he thinks it's a good thing because it's padding his wallet and because people are like oh ha, ha. yes i too went to olive garden for my prom night dinner or whatever when i was a peasant when i was a, a child this is the guy hey, who's fancy like applebee's on a date night yeah you know, exactly. hey, yeah yeah you know one of the funniest things i've ever seen 
was, you know, not to get too deep in the weeds on politics, but you know, when the Russia Ukraine <laughs> thing started, <laughs> there was a is a is a gif of the uh GIF. CNN is it GIF? There's a GIF of the CNN segment where they're like air raid sirens ring out in Ukraine and then they like go back, you know, they kind of like step back, go to commercial break. <laughs> it's just like the Walker Hayes song's like Applebee's on a date night. <laughs> it's just really serious Chiron at the bottom. And they're just playing this Walker Hayes song where everybody's dancing in front of Applebee's. And I'm just like, yep, that that's that's America. Yeah, this this is humanity in 2021, <laughs> I guess. <clears throat> yeah, I was like, what, what a terrible, what a terrible thing. We make fun of Walker Hayes, but I'm sure he goes to bed at night thinking. God, I'm rich. <laughs> we go to bed at night thinking I'm <laughs> not rich. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna hear this podcast and uh, cry himself to sleep by dabbing his eyes with his hundred dollar bills. Say, yeah, look at these peasants. Yeah. And because <laughs> we are and because we are peasants, just for that, you should go to ColdCansNetwork.com, click on the shop tab, and buy some merchandise. We've got Richardson one twelve, Richardson one thirteen, uh trucker hats and rope hats, both available in black, royal blue, and navy blue with the Cold Cans logo uh and a very nice stitch patch hat right there. And then while you're at it, you know, pick up the koozie. It's five bucks. Who doesn't like a nice neoprene koozie that doesn't stretch like the shitty ones whenever you put a bottle in it? This one will be is built to last, folks. And you, you can find that on ColdCansNetwork.com under the shop tab. Uh, be Very sure true. to check that stuff out. All right. Make sure you give us five stars. Great review. Appreciate it, guys. Mm-hmm. This is Country Cold Cans. I'm Logan. Sitting here with uh, Bad Take Kyle, Classic Rock Carter, and Trucker Andy. We'll see you next time. Right. Later.